hello uh, this is Ron and I know we're supposed to be doing tea and study but this one I wanted to do something called socially sober and um, it's a pilot I want to do to talk about the sober life um, I <clears throat> have sustained from weed for some time but had a relapse and um, I'm going back into my sobriety. And this time, I'm going to also not drink. Because I know that when I drink, I want to smoke. And so drinking always pro helps me to smoke. So if I'm going to stay sober from marijuana, I realize that I also have to not drink also. So uh, I'm starting over totally sober um, from both marijuana and alcohol. But also, I noticed that... Um, Addiction is a mental habit, you know, when you get stuck into a mental rut and you do things without consciousness and awareness. So with that being said, I've been reading, um, there's this book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And um, I read it some years ago when I was dealing with depression. It wasn't marijuana, it wasn't drinking, it was depression. And I realized then I was addicted to my thoughts. So it seems like I okay I quit depression boom but now I'm I'm addicted to marijuana addicted to alcohol quit alcohol boom now I'm addicted to marijuana quit marijuana boom back to alcohol back to now I have a new like a little shopping addiction I call it my Amazon addiction so um, I wanted to take this podcast to talk about just having a healthy mindset um, once you have a healthy mindset and a healthy routine. You can make better, you can stay, you learn to stay conscious. Um, and when you're conscious, you don't do things out of habit, per se. You don't do things just out of um, circumstance, uh, what, what is it, just out of like, you know, just habit. You don't do things without thinking. So when you're conscious, addiction is not a problem, regardless of what addiction it is. Um, because I realized that I could put down marijuana, but if I haven't resolved my addictive thinking patterns then I would just substitute marijuana for something else that, would be, that I could be addicted to so um and I realized that people can be addicted to trauma um people can be addicted to pain people can be addicted to whatever makes them comfortable or whatever makes them in their in their usual state um uh, I realized that you know a lot of us no one grows up in a perfect home so a lot of us has our own unique traumas we might have dealt with um, it could be a trauma of your environment it could be you grew up in a great household but your environment may have been traumatic your neighborhood um, school events friends just whatever we all go through trauma and I realized that if you don't heal your trauma if you don't know how to be conscious enough to heal your trauma you will keep re-traumatizing yourself and I realized throughout my life I would consistently re-traumatize myself. I would get into traumatizing relationships with toxic people because I was a toxic person. And, you know, misery loves company. I realized that I would change the man, but the circumstances wouldn't change. I would still be in a toxic relationship. It's because I hadn't healed any of my toxic behavior, any of my toxic, you know. So healing starts from the inside and it goes out. You change your inside, you heal your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit. The relationships around you will transform and will heal. Um, so that gives me hope. I woke up today.
kind of depressed. I woke up because, you know, I drank last night. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, you know. So, I'm going to, instead of knocking myself around today, being depressed, getting into a funk, thinking, why, oh, me? I'm so stupid. I can't possibly do this. Who did I think I was to think I could do this? But instead of going down that route, I am going to pick up my sobriety once more. I am going to um, engage into some mindful thinking, some mindful awareness, some consciousness. Uh, I want to try to read some passages from The Power of Now. Um... Okay, so it says, what do you mean by being rooted within yourself? Um, Let's see. To stay present in everyday life, it helps to be deeply rooted within yourself. Otherwise, the mind, which has incredible momentum, will drag you along like a wild river. What do you mean by being rooted within yourself? It means to inhabit your body fully, to always have some of your attention in the inner energy field of your body, to feel the body from within, so to speak. Body awareness keeps you present. It anchors you in the now. Now, what is the esoteric meaning of waiting? In a sense, the state of presence could be compared to waiting. And I'm, when we're talking about presence, because um, that's to me, the presence is the stillness. It's like when you're sitting somewhere and you have a thought that comes to your head, okay? This isn't habitual thought. Your mind is a program. It's on a machine. It's on a program. It says, it's time to smoke. So when that thought comes in, because it's a program, it's habitual, we have the ability as thinking individuals with consciousness, we have the ability to have that pause, that wait, that stillness. In that stillness, there is no program. That stillness will arise and you can deal with whatever is in this present moment. So I realize that presence and being aware and waiting for the present, staying in the present moment. Having presence helps me deal with my uh, addiction. It helps me to realize that I can say no. Or it just helps me realize that my mind is in a pattern. It's in a rut of always wanting to smoke or always wanting to drink. Always wanting to have something to numb me or to distract me. I feel like a lot of times when I drink, it's because I'm bored. (laughs) I know it sounds really petty and it sounds really small. Sounds like not a big problem, but when I, I notice that when I get bored, I want to drink, I want to smoke. So my mind is regarding, my body, everything has has regarding how to be bored without having a distraction. So um, being present, being in the moment, it helps you realize this. Like, you know what? I am drinking, I want to drink. I want to smoke because I'm bored and drinking is a distraction it helps me loosen up and I can go dance I can go make candles do whatever because now it's 10 times more exciting because I'm high because to me being high or being drunk means I'm not bored I'm doing something drinking is doing something smoking is doing something we don't know what to do you resort to something 
like drinking or smoking. So let's continue what it says about presence and waiting. Jesus used the analogy of waiting in some of his parables. This is not the usual bored or restless kind of waiting that is a denial of the present and that I spoke about already. It is not a waiting in which your attention is focused on some point in the future and the present is perceived as an undesirable obstacle that prevents you from having what you want. There is a qualitative there's a there's a qualitatively different kind of waiting, one that requires your total alertness. Something could happen at any moment, and if you're not absolutely awake, absolutely still, you will miss it. This is the kind of waiting Jesus talks about. In that state, all your attention is in the now. There's none left for daydreaming, thinking, remembering, anticipating. There is no tension in it. No fear, just alert presence. You are present with your whole being, with every cell of your body. In that state, the you that has a past and a future, the personality, if you like, is hardly there anymore. And yet, nothing of value is lost. You are still essentially yourself. In fact, you are more fully yourself than you ever were before. Or rather, it is only now that you are truly yourself. Be like his servant, waiting for the return of the master, says Jesus. The servant does not know at what hour the master is going to come. This is a Bible. Um, I'll read the Bible verse first so you know where I'm coming from with this. It's coming from Matthew 25 and 1 through 13. So I'm going to read what the Bible says about it, and then I'm going to get back to what uh, to Eckhart Tolle's comment on it. So Matthew... 25 and 1 then the kingdom of heaven will be like this ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom five of them were foolish and five were wise when the foolish took their lamps they took no oil with them but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps as the bridegroom was delayed all of them became drowsy and slept but at midnight, there was a shout, Look, here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And that was Matthew 25 and 1 through 13 from the Bible. Okay. Now I'm going to read back to Eckhart Tolle. So that's the parable, excuse me, before I start reading Eckhart, that's the parable we've heard for a long time about the wives. And I remember there's a song we sing in church. Um, Put a little oil in your vessel. Keep the lamp trimmed and burning. Put a little oil in your vessel. 
Okay, I'm not gonna sing all of it, but that's the gist, okay? So, you know, this is a very popular um, passage in the Bible. For some reason, I thought about being a woman. I thought it was about being a woman and being ready for the husband, your man, always being ready by being a, a Christian woman, okay? But there's a deeper sense here. Jesus, we know, spoke in parables. So let, let us read from now Eckhart Tolle, and let's see what he has to say about it. So Eckhart Tolle, page 95 of the now, says, Be like a servant waiting for the turn, waiting for the return of the master, says Jesus. The servant does not know at what hour the master is going to come, so he stays awake, alert, poised, still, lest he miss the master's arrival. In another parable, Jesus speaks of the five careless or unconscious women who do not have enough oil consciousness to keep their lamps burning, staying present. And so they miss the bridegroom, which is the now, and don't get to the wedding feast, which is enlightenment. These five stand in contrast to the five wise women who have enough oil, oil, okay, consciousness. So we know that in that Bible scripture about with the grooms, the bridegroom and the bridesmaids, uh, or, or the bride and the bridegroom, that Jesus was telling us to stay present, stay in the moment, have consciousness, enough oil, so you won't miss the now. The bridegroom is the now, you know, and the feast that was going to is enlightenment. You can't miss enlightenment because enlightenment happens in the now. So you have to stay conscious. You have to stay present. You stay present by being conscious, by staying in the now. That's how you find enlightenment. And, and when you find enlightenment, that's how you. That's the end of all addictions. That's the end of all habits. Um, being conscious. So I thank you all for listening. Um, today we read Matthew. 25 and 1 through 13 and then we read a passage from the power of now by Eckhart Tolle and this was just seriously just talking about sobriety and our thoughts and our habits and how it's important to stay present to stay in this moment um and I wish you well um I wish you support I wish uh if you're on the path of sobriety to stay on the path of sobriety I'm here for to be a sober coach if you, if you so desire. Um, I'm on the path of sobriety myself, so I'm trying to stay conscious. When I get bored, um, that boredom is a denial of the now that I'm figuring out because this moment has everything you need. Maybe this moment of boredom is a moment of stillness. That life wants you to be still and to be quiet. Every moment doesn't have to be filled with something. Okay. So I encourage you to stay present, to stay to stay right here in this moment. This moment has everything you need. Everything you ever will need will come out of the now, in this moment. You are prepared. You can't be really prepared for the future. We can't be retro. We can't go back to the past. The only thing we can do is what's ever going to come out of this moment. We only ever do things in this moment. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope this was beneficial. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Have a good night.